We are back. Where have we been? We've been busy, I guess. This is the Advanced Analytics NBA podcast. My name is Guy. I'm joined by my brother, Paul. Hello. And I'm joined by uh, my other brother, JT. Hi, brothers. Well, and, I just uh, want to say on record that JT is not um, legally a brother. He's a brother in my heart. And um, we're sorry there's been so long between podcasts, but we've had a lot of shit on. Maybe we can talk about that. Maybe we can't. Um, it's time for Advanced Analytics. So where have we been? What have we been doing? I've been in the courts. Um, I recently got, I've been fighting a de-brothering in the courts. Yeah. <laughs> I've also it didn't been go in my the way. courts. Oh, yeah. also, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> On the other side of that case. <laughs> it did go my way. Wait, 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 but like when you say on the courts on a basketball court, I assumed you meant the basketball court. I was like, sick, JT's been throwing it down on some children again, but instead. Well, no, that's fine, actually, because you can only sort, in matters of legal brotherhood, you can only sort them on the basketball court or in the legal court. <laughs> I should have gone basketball court. I went legal court. I lost. Um, well, I've been making a show called New Zealand Today, which has its last episode Thursday night. Please tune in. I go to Granity. It's a bloody good episode. JT, you love the West Coast of New Zealand. Yeah, I'm um, actually huge confession yet to watch this current season, guy. But I'm really I've been storing it up, yeah, just for this week. <laughs> no, seriously, because I'm off work. I appreciate it, man. So I've got me- I've got media up the wazoo. Inside- I'm all through. My yeah. favorite show on currently is um, Love on the Spectrum. Oh sadly, my god, that's good. Sadly, that's once a week. So I'm looking for a little Guy Williams to fill. I've got 48 hours to fill. Oh, is Love on the Spectrum like back? Like, but they're showing it once because I watched season one and it was just it was just on Netflix to binge. Uh, shit, I don't want to reveal too much now, but let's just say I'm acquiring it once a week. I'm viewing it, not acquiring. <laughs> JT, strike, strike acquire from the record. JT, are you on Love on the Spectrum as one of the contestants? <laughs> I wish. Well, Man, there's no contestants. Yeah, it's not, a re- it's not a reality show. <laughs> I I actually recommended that on um, Radio New Zealand in my TV review which I'm notorious for um, reviewing shows that I haven't watched, including when I, um, I, I reviewed, um, what I review? That um, show, that, uh, the, the Lovely Bones or some shit. And I, now what's the name of the one? that The Lumineers. And the, I got found out that I hadn't seen it because I didn't know what it was called. It's called The Lumineers or The Lumineries? Uh, Lumineers. My, actually got, well, I've got a family feud related to that um, book. <laughs> So yeah. my my great uncle, oh no, so some distant uncle, because my you know as you know, my roots are on the west coast, mm. and um, apparently, what's her name? What, what's the author's name? Eleanor Catton. She won Eleanor... the best book in the world prize for the book. Yeah, so she went down to some talk in uh, Hokitika, mm. and my uncle was like, "Well, these names all are pretty similar to my family tree. Do you want to admit that you've copied our family tree to, for this book?" Wow. And she, she denied it at this talk, and he stormed out. Couldn't get the confession. Okay. She's confronted. Okay. Well, your uncle sounds like a madman, um, but also you deserve rights from that show and book because, I mean, your family has been robbed, clearly. John Key was right when she said she's not a real New Zealander, eh? <laughs> That was an appalling thing to say about one of the few good people from this bloody country. Why did he um, say it? What? Why did he say that? I think she didn't like his flag or something. Oh, right. No, I think, um, didn't she talk about New Zealand being racist? I don't remember what she said. Wait, I think if John Key pulled a ponytail now, do you reckon it would be a bigger de- deal than it was? No. How weird was that? 
pretty yeah, weird, eh? The, the, the Prime Minister that, of New Zealand I've was obsessed with pulling ponytails. I've been to that cafe multiple times since then, and it's all I think about when I'm in there. Wait, what cafe you been to? It's called Rosie's. And, and do people wear ponytails to this day in there? I definitely think multiple staff members still have ponytails. It's weird that yeah. you know so much about it, Paul. What are you doing? It's iron up those ponies. No, it's hard when you're in there not to just only think about... But John Key pulled ponytails all around New Zealand from the beach Did to he? the... Yeah, there's multiple po- ponytails. The, the creepiest one, and it might be fine, but there's like a little kid and he's like kind of like stroking her hair. It's, uh, there's some bad footage out there, man. It was, yeah. It was, it was a very weird. There's a few, there's a few w- very weird things about John Key that have yet to be resolved. And one day we'll do a deep dive into them on our own like spin-off podcast, I'm guessing. Wait, yeah. is that a spin-off from this or one that's um run by the spin off. Run by well, the, the website the spin off. The spin off of this on the spin off. That's okay. the plan. Paul, you've been um you've been filming an exciting TV show? I have, yeah. Um between obviously I've been at the courts as well. Um <laughs> The Basel bat- Courts or the Legal Courts? The legal courts, <laughs> battling battling the same same case as JT on the other side, obviously. Yeah. Um, we got a good win in that. But between <laughs> between um court hearings I've been Shooting the the show Taskmaster season two of New Zealand Taskmaster. Bloody exciting! I've seen some of the footage already, and shivers. It looks. I'm excited about that. Um, hey, congratulations, guys! From me to you, this is you're you're both really crushing it right now. Thanks, on the, man. On the silver screen. Thank you. It's not the silver screen. It's the uh, it's it's Bronze. the whatever Bronze it is. Screen. The, the, the LED it is a screen. silver screen. It's like aluminium screen. No, television. silver screen is the movies. JT, yes. we're on. Um, sh- damn. We're on the aluminium screen. Um, well, JT, you've also got you've also been up to exciting stuff. Have I? Well, you don't you've you don't want to p- disclose it. Leave. You've done a lot of stuff. I don't know what you want to talk about. And what you don't want to talk about. But you've done uh, I'm I'm on the sorry. I just got to Google the silver screen thing. I, I don't believe you. Silver screen means nah, movie okay, screen. You're right. You're right. The screen right. was silver. They projected the black and white film onto a silver okay. screen. Yeah, Fine. Like. You're right. You're right. I just all I can say is I'm glad that the brother case was over because that would have really buried me. Uh, well, I've been I'm back. Um, just had my ankle fixed, so my career is back on track. Can you dunk Sporting now? Sporting career. Um, oh well, I think I I'm in the cast, but I'm assuming if the cast wasn't on, certainly. If they can take part of your <laughs> ligament from your knee and put it in your ankle, then why can't they get like? Dead people's knees and like well, soup up your knees that, till you've got like Zion knees and you're springing out the gym, you know. Well, that's how. Well, okay. Well, there's two. Okay, I'll answer this in two ways. One is when, like, so say, and a basketball player has uh, below their ACL, they get a cadaver's ligament. Wow. But they don't sacrifice because otherwise they're just taking a tendon from the other place in their knee or their hamstring. So it doesn't yeah. make much sense. So they get cadavers. But Whoa. even if I. Uh, if I had Zion Williams' knee, like ACL, and or his ankle ligament and my ankle, it would probably be no good because it would be too big. Ah, but why, so, won't we get like an athletic person who's the same size as you? You know. Yeah, but I don't think there's that many. Like my body type is like a sort of a pudgy fifteen-year-old. <laughs> and so there's I don't not think many cadavers <laughs> of that, that description. Are, that are athletic, but sort of like slightly overweight and really like just. A doughy consistency. If you see a guy with the same body type as you, like at the cafe, do you like think about like you know killing him and stealing? Well, his body let's parts? put it this way: I'm of my class of people, which is like small nerds. I am the peak. I'm the like alpha of my class of person. Ah. So if anything, that if it's other small pudgy nerds are looking at me, being like, I got to get his ligaments. 
Yeah, I'm not upgrading. I'd, I'd be having to go to the bottom of the next class, and then that's be way too much for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's that's, that's an interesting point. Um, so we've all we've all had interesting things to do, and we haven't been talking about basketball. So much has happened, but I thought we would start with something that I thought was mildly humorous, and that all three of us um, before the NBA playoffs, we didn't do any podcasts, but we did make predictions in JL's, uh, JT's controversial playoff picker tournament, and. Um, we have all picked teams, even though we've just started the second round, um, that have already been eliminated. That's how good we are. All three of us picked teams that are out. That is shocking. Well, I, I want to, on the record, I only pick, I pick against what I think in my heart's going to happen. I, and I, I would I'm also like s- to say that I, I did some crazy picks. <laughs> I mainly just want, wanted, like, if something crazy happened to be, like... Correct. Yeah, I, I nailed that. Share on social media. The annoying thing is the one, the one thing that I was, like, everything was telling me not to pick the Lakers, and but I was, like, I'm not going to... If the Lakers win, I don't want to be double annoyed, you know? Yeah. While, if the, you know, now that they lose, I'm, like, I, I still feel good about it, you know, rather than... Well, me and JT picked the Lakers to win, and JT, you're going to defend yourself. No, because I'm only I'm only being held to what I've said on this podcast, and I don't think the I don't think the NBA JT's NBA picker is canon. JT, you made the no, picker. I agree. It's it not canon. canon. It's not canon. No, JT, it's, it's not, you picked no, the Lakers. Guys. It's not canon because well, on JT, this podcast I said the Suns and I said the Nuggets. I've always well, the, said the, that. those teams aren't going to win either. Uh, yeah, but the Brooklyn sucks. I hate Brooklyn. We all hate Brooklyn. Likewise. I think we can agree on that. I think we can agree we all hate Brooklyn. And it's, it's a shame because they're looking effing good right now, even so, though Harden's out. So another thing that's in my defense is I put money, I put several bets on at the TAB, okay? Um, and I will tell you, actually, I will tell you what I bet on, right? And this yeah. is and this is from months ago. Yeah. Cash out. Okay. RJ Barrett to win most improved. Didn't happen. <laughs> uh, I picked Phoenix to win. And I got them at $35 to win. You picked Phoenix to win the NBA championship, the Phoenix Suns from Phoenix. Yep. And I picked Utah Jazz, start of the season. That was pretty believable. To win the championship. Yep. And I also put $20 on the Golden State Warriors at $151. Okay. They they didn't win. They didn't make it. You've pissed your money away on all of those bets, my my, my guess is. But I thought you just defend yourself. And my defense was I picked the Lakers – um, and they had bad injury problems, and AD they were up two one and going, and and then AD got injured, you know, and then they lost. Mm, I don't Paul, think, and in hindsight, I don't think they were that good. Paul, do you do you remember who you picked? Hey, uh, a, there's a cat in Paul's camera. Last episode, Paul, where'd you get a cat from? Where's there's that a cat, cat from? There's a cat staying over, Anna. Is that how you're doing your NBA packs, like that um, FIFA octopus? Yes, I brought in Anna the cat. And she's just done a horrible job. And who did she pick for NBA champion? Is this, are we talking the bracket again? Yeah. The bracket's not canon. Why are you just saying I that because you both sucked? <laughs> I sucked too and I'm owning it. I picked the Lakers. They lost well, and I, I, I feel bad. I might be remembering wrong, but I think I picked the Utah Jazz. You picked the, you picked uh, the Heat. The Miami, the Miami Heat. Heat. Yeah, I picked the Miami Heat who got <laughs> swept, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got smoked. And the one good thing is, I was like, "Oh, great! The Bucks are looking good this year. At least the Bucks are going to do something." Now the Bucks are going to get swept by the mm. goddamn Nets. It's a goddamn I think, disaster. I think one thing we can all agree on is that last season definitely gets gets an asterisk now. <laughs> now the, I don't know if the two finalists get swept in the first round. 
something wasn't the, right the, last the, year. The, 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 it's the a Lakers, short season, right? The, the Lakers had bad injury problems. Like they've got two. They were a very top-heavy team. They were on two players, and one of them was injured, and the other one got injured and couldn't play at all. So it was a disaster. But um, we've got to feel good though. Now there's there's eight teams remaining, and they're all teams that like have barely been relevant for the last twenty years. Like it's all the perennial South. Shit it's really cool. The Suns are back, man. They're back, baby. The, the NBA is better when when the Phoenix Suns are up Lost there Suns. in some purple and orange uniforms. And they're looking good as well. Like they, um, they have a well balanced team. Um, and I've got to say, I've I've kind of hated Chris Paul. He's the reason why I stopped being a Clippers fan for so many years now. But you got to respect. He is a nice. He's a nice player. He's a he's a um, a quintessential point guard. Like he, there's no weaknesses to his game except for getting injured every playoffs. But besides what? that, he's great. Why do you hate? How did you hate him? I've always loved him. He's a foul drawing knob who just doesn't stop complaining to the ref the whole game. Him and Blake Griffin created this flimsy team that sucked every year, and he does. He gets injured every playoffs, and it looked like it was going to happen again. And somehow this year he's magically recovered. I don't I, know how he's managed I, to do it, but yeah. I definitely went. I went from loving Chris Paul in his early days to uh, hating Chris Paul back to loving Chris Paul. My fantasy team used to be named after Chris Paul. And I would have a draft him every year. Um, oh, sorry, JT, you go. Here's something I've been thinking about. So the Suns, you know, during Spanish week, right? Yes, the Lost Suns. But why are they called the Lost Suns? Because isn't Suns soul? Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. I think it is, well, I don't as, I think I it don't, is incorrect. Yeah, also, there'll be sense. a Spanish word for bulls. Don't just write Lost Bulls on there. Also, yeah. also, they're not called The Bulls. They're just called Bulls. You don't have The Bulls written on the jersey. There's so many problems with that. Also, the St. Patrick's Day green uniforms. You can't have the Bulls playing in green. It's so annoying. I hate St. Patrick's Day. I wish I could shit on that logo. That's what, honestly, that Kyrie Irving thing is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Wait, what do you know? Oh, 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 you hate the Celtics. You know how you know how in basketball players like scuff their shoes all the time for grip. Like, yeah, guy, you might be able to explain that better than me, but they do it constantly, right? It's like a, yes. some weird grip thing. No, it's no, it's just you test out the grip on your shoes by. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you're like whatever. And he did that, and he did it on the um logo, the little stupid cartoon Irishman. Yeah, and so someone threw a bottle at him, and then people were like, "Big Baby Davis" and all these other like KG, like other like grown adult yeah. NBA players were like, "Yeah, I do. I defend players against fans, but not if they do something that disrespectful." <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, yeah. It's um, American sports is crazy, and it, there's a there's a long history of um. That's uh, just racism, though. They just hate Kyrie because he's black and outspoken. Yeah, that's a, like, it's nothing to do with like, anything else, right? I mean, both no, but both those players you just mentioned who are hating on Kyrie were both black as well. Oh no, but they're just jumping you mean, on the bandwagon. You mean Boston? Boston hates Kyrie because he 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 did have a bad finish with them, but yeah, it was a bit. It was it was a very minor insult, and no, nothing justifies um, throwing a bottle at someone. It was weird how out of the bubble everyone just lost their minds. Like Americans have been allowed back in the stadium, and they've gone crazy. They're throwing cups of piss at the soccer players and. They spat. A guy spat at Trey Young. That's a criminal assault. That's How, really bad. Spitting at someone. Who does that? That's bizarre behavior. That's what mental. if it had COVID? Isn't that mm. grievous bodily harm? Probably. If John Key pulled a ponytail in front of you and the only thing you had in your hand was a bottle, would you throw it at him? Because <laughs> you said you should never throw a bottle, but I challenge that. Okay. Well, yeah, I had, I had a weird situation today where I took a photo with a young woman and oh. the 50-year-old man we got to take the photo... Um, 
said, you're lucky to be taking a photo with such a beautiful girl. And it just felt, <laughs> it felt so creepy to me. And, and I didn't say anything. And I feel bad. And I, if I had a bottle then, I actually would have been, it would have been an overreaction to throw. I didn't know if that was okay or not. I found that weird. Oh, it wasn't her dad. It was like a bystander. No, it was like a random guy, but he also kind of works with her. It was a man. I was eating at a cafe at a gym. The woman was the woman who works at a reception at a gym. And the man who took the photo works at the cafe at the gym. And it just made me feel a bit like, I didn't think it was great behavior, especially if it's like kind of a co-worker. What um, is this cafe, gym cafe? Do you like go load up on like protein? Nah, next to my work um, to have lunch, there's like a nice place that does healthy salads. It's connected to a gym. I've been so there. I go there. Yeah. I, um, I saw it back to spitting on Trey Young. I saw a crazy ad the other day. I was streaming uh, an NBA game, possibly not through legit um, avenues. And I was watching the American ads and an ad came on where it was basically like all these different scenarios where there were people basically sharing, you know, there was like people watching baseball and they're passing the hot dog along and lots of people are handling it. Yeah. And then another guy takes a bite of his hot dog and it's like kind of zooming in on like the, the different people touching the food. And then there's a rock concert where there's people like yelling in each other's faces in the crowd and sweat. And, 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 And what's the message? Well, so then it went through all these things. And then the final one was these, these businessmen up on the roof of a skyscraper and one of them drinks from a can of Pepsi, hands it to the other one, and, he, and then he drinks from it. And it, um, the, the, the message was basically, um, here's to the, the mess we never knew we would miss so much kind of thing. Yeah. It was something like that. It was like those messy moments that you never thought you would miss so yeah. much. And then it was like Pepsi. And then this warning had to come up and be like, but COVID is, is very much still a thing. So don't. Also, know. who are these businessmen who are doing so bad at business? No, you guys, don't, you guys don't know about the business. You don't know about the business world guy. I tell you, I'm, you guys know, you guys know about the silver screen. I know about business deals. Now the way you close a deal, pop, an, pop open that Pepsi and share it around, baby. Everyone take a good old lick of the lid. Um, that's disgusting behavior. Um, and, uh, Jokic is, um, MVP. That's pretty crazy, right? A second round pick, a European guy who looks like, a, um, he looks like, he looks terrible and he's the MVP. It's like, not what you'd expect, eh? Nah, it's good though. It's real good. I bet I love it. It's a real, b- yeah, it's a real testament. It's like Steph Curry, right? Like, um, it's crazy when a player who excels at just one end, and isn't that good at defense, but their offense is so good that they can drive a team forward. It's uh, Yeah, what a season from him. Um, yeah, it was I, crazy the other day um, when I was watching the Portland Nuggets um, series, and it was obviously Jokic and uh, Nurkic. And it just took me back to like five years ago mm. when they were both on the Nuggets. Yeah. And I could just didn't know which one was which. Yeah. And, um, and, and we thought fantasy, it was controversial that they – they trade away Nurkic, and you're like, oh, man, you're taking a big risk there. Nurkic seems like the better player. It was, it was exactly the same as Mona Ellis versus um, uh, Steph Curry. It was the same thing, where they trade away Monte Ellis, and you're like, oh, big mistake there. Yeah. They Do you guys it. hate Steph Curry? He's not. He's quite hateable now, though. I, he's I really still, annoying. No, nah, I, I still really like him. I, I think it's been a pretty amazing season from him, JT, but I'm, I'm looking forward to one of your hot, hot takes. I remember the last podcast we did, which is about three months ago now, you're claiming um, some random white guy whose name I forgot. Duncan Robinson was the best shooter in the world, and that it now makes sense. If no, you no, no, Steph no, Curry. not in the world. 
Of all time. Of all time. <laughs> it's worse. It's yeah. more. That's not. I, I stand by that. Yeah, that's that's. Well, that, I don't want to get into it again, but you're like an idiot. I got to say that. Um, and Do- Duncan Robinson was terrible. There's like, where was but, his best shooting but Duncan in the world? Rob- okay, but Duncan Robinson is a nine out of ten shooting, and a, he's a zero out of ten personality because right? he else. has no personality. Steph Curry might be a nine out of ten shooting as well, but he's like a negative nine. Personality. He is. His personality is terrible. I like how you're not even saying Duncan's a great guy. You're just saying he's neutral. And what's wrong with Steph Curry's personality? But too Crizo vibes for you. Oh no, he's just. I just find him. I just like. Just don't like. I don't think like smug vibes are cool when you're not the athletic type. I like, thought I like, quite like. I thought his brand was like humble and intelligent. Nah, my not only, humble. My only complaint. My only complaint was that like too much. Like too much of a nice guy. And too much pretending to be humble when on the court he's quite he's quite swaggy and quite arrogant, like dancing around and stuff. But yeah, I think Steph Curry like had a pretty amazing season. Like the fact he got five first place MVP votes, so it was pretty to get that shit kicker team all the way to um, almost the playoffs is pretty amazing. Yeah, I was, I was ultimately disappointed by the Warriors. I thought I thought you, they well, were didn't you pick better. them? You didn't pick, didn't you pick them to win the chip as well? Well, probably, almost definitely. <laughs> it sounds like something I'd do. No, that's what I'm did, saying. Did we they, do preseason? We did some sort of preseason picks, didn't we? Did we record them anywhere? We would have. Yeah, we, we should go back definitely. in here. Yeah, and mine will definitely podcast. be. I picked the Warriors. I'll say that right now. Damn, I wish I wish I recorded it somewhere. Hopefully, someone did. Oh, so, we we would have recorded. It'll be an episode, probably, right? We yeah, but I'm not going to I'm not going to waste forty minutes of my laugh listening to a weird <laughs> episode of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I? My big take of the playoffs so far is I can't figure out how teams, mainly the um, Los Angeles Clippers, a team with two great perimeter defenders, I can't figure out how teams struggle so much with teams that are built so clearly around one player. And you think about the number of teams that are one-player centric. Like, you look, on offense, basically, I, mean, I mean, the 76ers have other options, but you look at Embiid, Trey Young, um, goddamn Luka, uh, Donovan Mitchell. So many teams just like, the whole offense is literally one guy, especially when Mike Conley's injured, and yet somehow those one guys are just succeeding all the time. I mean, if if you if you just put shooters on the court with them, it is hard because it's like, yeah, you can you can sag right off, but then, like you know, but don't you want to see Joe Ingles try and shoot a three in the fourth quarter? But no, Donovan Mitchell gets straight yeah, line drives they, to the hoop. Joe yeah. Ingles, is, Joe Ingles has, is having one of the best shooting systems. Shooting seasons of all time, guy. So watch what you say. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is like, is like you think, you think it's fine to to let these guys, you know, these random Danny Green and stuff. But ultimately, they are really good at shooting. Yeah, but so I've like got you, a theory. Yeah, you go. So, so today I was thinking that I was actually had my hand up before, but then Paul took my point perfectly. So well done, Paul. But I'll I'll summarize how I was going to get to that point. Today I was thinking it's sort of cool how now the NBA is like Street Fighter characters where teams have weird powers, that like weird weaknesses and strengths. Yeah. And if they get a bad matchup, even though they're way better, it can just be neutralized. Yeah. But then I realized that really it's sort of what Paul said. It doesn't really matter who your star is, just put four shooters around them. Yeah, but like but, these shooters aren't being tested. It's like Luka Doncic has a bunch of shit kickers. He basically has to score half his team's points. He has to score 50 or they're going to lose to the Clippers. But he does. It's amazing. He's like literally setting playoff records. But, but I'm and you're a like, huge... why just hustle Luka Doncic? It's easier said than done. Luka Doncic is an amazing player. Um, Donovan Mitchell is an amazing player. But like, 
I want to see like them put in exposed in the pick and roll every position. I want to see them doubled every time they get the ball. I want to see them hustled by Patrick Beverly every dribble up the court. You know, there is things you can do to But if the Clippers had gone small from the start, they wouldn't that series wouldn't have gone seven games. Hmm. There's Luca is Luca gets so many assists, but he's a good passer, but he's a good passer out of a double team. He's not like getting guys post ups. He's not like a good I'm the biggest Luca defender on the planet, but he is not Chris Paul, right? He's not actually getting guys going. He's just shooting out at passing out of double teams, which is amazing, but it's sort of a different thing. And he but he's a lot better passer. It's funny to see the Clippers get done again today because he's a lot better passer than Donovan Mitchell. And Donovan Mitchell didn't even get have forced to make the passes that Luca was making. Because in the fourth quarter he was literally just um splitting the double team and then going right to the hoop for a lap. And it was like, make him pass. I want to see I know Bogdanovich is a good shooter, but um, I want to see him make him hit it in the fourth quarter. They weren't, they're not testing these lesser players. And um, yeah, I just find it really interesting how many series are like that. Like even Trey Young torching the Sixers. You, if the Hawks come into town, they've only got one player. If you affect him, if you Kevin get Herter. his head, what, Herder, yeah, they've got Herder too. Like 20 points today. Ever heard of Herder? Um, well, they lost, didn't they? Yeah, but. Because that game, well. they were like, hey, let's just stop Trey Young and we've got it solved. And New Zealand basketball has this solved. If you don't watch the New Zealand NBL, we every team in New Zealand has a guy called like the Hustle Man. And basically <laughs> the Hustle Man is this like rugby player civilian who is clearly not tall enough to be a basketball player. And his only job <laughs> is to run on in the third quarter and um, guard the other team's best player, normally an American import, and just basically fight him. He just goes out there and just fights. They call it hustle, but it's actually just called fighting. And you go out there and just get tangled up. And as you see the bullshit between Embiid and Gallinari today, they call a double tick and both players get ejected. And no one cares that the hustle man... Oh, they didn't get ejected, did they? Oh, it came pretty close. Embiid probably should have got injected to that. If if Gallinari had reacted and, you know, which he should have, because it's like, if Embiid tries to fight you, you fight back. Because... Gallinari did nothing. That was such bullshit. It was crazy, right? It was crazy. And Embiid was that close to getting ejected and should have got ejected if there was a bit, if Gallinari made a bigger deal about it and got Embiid out of the game, it could have swung the series. Did you, know? you guys see Embiid mic'd up? Because I'm pretty sure it was after that incident. On the mic'd up, they had him talking to um, Gallinari. Yeah. And it was quite funny. It, it made me... I do quite like... Well, Joel Embiid, I have quite a love... Like, I go through loving him and then hating him. Yeah. But he... Um, because I got, I got annoyed when I saw that clip and I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. just just stay calm in that situation. Like, yeah, it was pretty soft offensive foul, but like, don't run and push him. And yeah. then um, and then he he's like, he says, you flopped down there. And then Gallinari's like, oh, you flopped earlier. And the first time I ever played you, you flopped. And then um, Embiid's like, oh, did I? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> and it, it made me really like Embiid. Like he kind of, he's like quite jokey about it. Um, but anyway, that's that's quite funny. I've JT. got a theory about Embiid. What? Yeah, I think that he's like one of the few guys because my most hated archetype of player is like the guy who just the ultra competitive guy, like just the born competitor. I hate that ultra. I hate that archetype. Oh, isn't that Jimmy Butler your favorite player? No, yeah, I hate hate that's Jimmy my Butler. favorite favorite player that's jt's least favorite player but i think joel Embiid might be an actual genuine like he just loves philadelphia just loves to win like and that's why i get so emotional yeah but what what, i wouldn't be of course why i would not be like that i would be like i've got a meniscus tear i'm not playing i don't care about a stupid championship 
I'd way rather get another $150 million in two years. Yeah, yeah I disagree. There's a few players dancing with the devil, eh? When I heard Michael Ju- uh, Porter Jr. had an injury, I was like, a back injury, I was like, careful, careful. And Embiid as well just feels like, even if it's a tiny tear, I'm like, he feels like he's dancing with the devil there, eh? I'm nervous. Hello? Guys? <laughs> Sorry, I was, thought Paul, Paul did a weird back arch, and I was like, oh, man, he's, he is winding up for a hot take. Oh, no, he's coming like, steaming back in with something. I was something. trying to click my back on the chair. I've kind of got addicted to clicking my back. It's really bad. Don't start clicking your back. I here, hate all the, I don't like clicking anything. Here, here's, a, here, here's a stat that will blow your mind. Um, Luca was shooting better, from, um, better in the playoffs from three than Steph Curry and worse in the playoffs from the free throw line than Shaquille O'Neal. How crazy is Amazing. that? Now, going back to Luca, um, going back to that series. Yeah, bro. It, it is crazy. Like, so going back to my matchup theory, right? The Clippers are the perfect, like the worst possible matchup for the Mavericks. And to your point, like the Mavericks were still competitive and it, they sh- it didn't make any sense. Hmm. And Luca's stat, like, so I had a look at Luca's long twos. He was shooting like 65% on long contested long twos. Like yeah. the worst shot you could possibly take. Are the Clippers just bad? Like, is Ty Lue yeah. an awful coach? I think Ty yes. Lue is an awful defensive coach. And even to lose to the Jazz without Mike Conley seems like a really bad loss. When you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you should have an amazing defense. Yet these perimeter players are just lighting them up for 45 points and, every game. It's insane. And their whole bench is like, it's not like they've, they've got a deep bench. Like, their seventh and eighth guys are still good perimeter defenders. It's insane, yeah. And the, I, Jazz, I, the Jazz should have been 20 points up. They, they were, like, missing so many wide-open threes the first quarter or first half. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a real... I, I still, I'd still probably back the Clippers in the series. Um, I, I do love watching Kawhi play, but Paul George, man, I don't know. I feel like it's psychological at this point. Like, he just... He was such a – I feel like he was an MVP-level player when he was at the Pacers, and now he just is – he's the opposite. I mean, the joke is playoff P, right? He just seems like a choker in the crowd. It's his face, though. Sophia, my wife, made a good point today. <laughs> his normal face is just so sourpuss. Yeah. He, he always just looks like he's whining. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't look like he's enjoying himself playing basketball. Eh? Nah. Um, I'll tell you who I've been enjoying, though. A guy I've always hated because I'm like, you've got to get sort that hair out. And maybe it's racist of me to say that. I'm sorry if it is. But Trey Young, like him <laughs> taunting the Knicks fans and getting spat on and laughing at them and stuff and like asking for more and just like even winning a game against the 76ers, a team that should be just steamrolling them. I'm like genuinely blown away by his skill and his play. Like uh, it's been really impressive. I've never had any faith in that guy and he, well, he's really Hawks, won me over. The Hawks, I feel like, are. Uh, Pretty stacked now. Um, yeah, but not compared to like this. They'd be one of the weakest teams still in the out of the yeah. eight that are left, right? Like, I, yeah, they're, they're good compared to um, the Knicks, but they're not good compared to the Hawks be. had the best. The Hawks and the Suns had the best record after All Star break. I'll just have you know that. Yeah, you keep on busting out that stat, but is it because every other team after All Star break like rests up for the playoffs? And nah, those, I think they had a, what doing? they just had a bad schedule at the first half. Okay. Trey, now I don't think you are being racist about Trey Young's hair because I think it is just bad. But Oops. there are there are some good books about the history of African hair you might want to read and just educate yourself. But I think his is it's more that he's like balding, right? Yeah, just yeah. shave it. Like it's, it's like, a common haircut it's like, to have um, short hair. He's kind of got Evan Fournier syndrome where he's like, <laughs> instead of shaving it, he's actually trying to grow it out to hide the baldingness. 
and it's um he's got it's he's backfired. got the look like he's super glued <laughs> some sort of fibrous <laughs> wool on the top of his head. But dude, you know anyone else, has anyone else been just charmed by him though? He just seems yeah, like an awesome guy. Nothing. So I saw the video. Um, so I didn't watch the game where they iced the Knicks out. And also for for um, all the pod fans out there, go back and listen to me saying the Knicks would not win a series in the playoffs. I said that. But anyway, so <laughs> the Hawks didn't see them. Hawks iced them out. And I saw a video of him doing a bow. And I was like, oh, that bow is pretty cool that he like mm. did a bow. Yeah. But then it's even better when you watch the full a video from another angle because all the New York Knicks, are d- the fans, do a standing ovation to the Knicks for a good season, and that's what Trey Young's like <laughs> responding to when he starts bowing. That's like um, that's like unbelievable level villainy. And afterwards, he his quote was that he knew where he was and that he was in Broadway where all the shows are, <laughs> so he had, he had to put on a show. He f- he, he nailed it. He he bloody nailed it. I'd um, like to. I'd like people to go, listen back to the year Trey Young was drafted and um, listen to me saying that he was that he was going to be great because it wasn't a given thing. A lot of people said bust. Well, it's crazy to see those three players as well. Like because even um, that guy for the Suns is doing a decent job, even though he shouldn't have been picked above Trey Young or Doncic. He's playing all right. Um, Aiton, Aiton, and but then they just man, you feel you got to feel for the Kings. I mean, they, they it's their it's their own fault, but that guy they picked and oh god, Marvin Swagley, great, great. Um, anyone else? What what other other things that people have observed? We haven't done a podcast in two months. You guys must be begging oh. to say some shit. Well, should we go into a Magic Mayhem? I haven't prepared anything, but we could have a good discussion. <laughs> yeah. oh, and I've got some input to Magic well, Mayhem. The, Mag- yeah. the Magic aren't even in the playoffs. I've got two great inputs but, to Magic so Mayhem, so I support yeah, it. Yeah, there's been some big news recently. Okay, we've got to hear some big news. Um, it's time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Be humble! I'm not Sit down. Be humble! I used to be jealous of bearing a follow. This is Chumo Kiki, and you're listening to Magic Mayhem with Paul Williams. Steve Clifford and the Orlando Magic have parted ways mutually, and the Magic are without a coach. I don't think they parted ways mutually. I think Steve Clifford said, I've had enough of this shit and left. And the Magic said, We agree. <laughs> And we accept your resignation. <laughs> it's mutual. Um, okay. It's uh, it's really sad. And I was not the only Magic fan to be sad about it because he's been great. Honestly, he's he's changed. He's turned around the culture of the team. I think it also started right at the top with the the GMs. Um, and uh, but he's really turned around the team. He he really fixed defense. I can't believe you interrupted the most exciting NBA playoffs of all time to talk about Steve Clifford resigning from the Orlando Magic. No, but, I support it. But now the you know the the most desirable seat <laughs> in the league is vacant, the throne. <laughs> Everyone that's why Brad Stevens stepped away from coaching the Celtics, say eh? not to take over the job, but he just wants to get that magic job. He wants to get down there. Maybe that's Orlando. why Jake Jason Kidd said no to Portland as well. Oh, they're all lining up that magic seat. <laughs> yeah. They're like so convenient to Universal Studios, mm. SeaWorld and Disneyland. Sure, I'd pass yeah. on that. I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Clifford like winds up in Portland because um obviously Portland's issue is defense, right? Like they 
They kind of suck at defense. But I mean, that's because they're built around two tiny guards who can't play D, though, right? Yeah, but get Steve Clifford there. Like, all he knows is defense. Can we briefly talk about Dame Lillard doing that game where he, he hit two insane threes to go into overtime twice, mm. but still lost? But shit, Dame Lillard, man, he puts on a show. What a showman. Sorry. Yeah, it turns out it's quite good. So just going. I magic. think you just interrupted Magic Mayhem, though. Can, yes. I, can I come in with my <laughs> Sorry mayhem? Sorry for injecting some excitement <laughs> into the podcast. Continue. Because I've got some mayhem to add. Yeah. Yes. Man, all of us, it's so crazy. So here's my a uh, couple of mayhems for you. Paul, one, there is a really good, some really good Magic starter jackets on eBay right now. Just that's food <laughs> Oh, wow. Thought. Okay, thank you. And now, secondly, it's cr- crazy. About the All-Star break, or just before the trade deadline, I watched a game and Aragon Gordon was not good at all. Right. And I watched him recently in these playoffs, and he's really good. Mm. What happened, Paul? Uh, I mean, that's the, that's classic Aaron Gordon, really, to a T. Well, he games... wasn't doing that with the Magic, Paul. No, no, for the Magic, there would be games where you're like, the guy's the best player in the league, and there'd be games for the Magic where you think this guy is the worst player in the league. But what was um, the proportions of those games? Was it like 99% worst player in the league? Because I haven't no. had the Aaron Gordon experience where I thought he's the no, Best player in the I mean, there'd be a, there'd be a lot of times where he'd just be fine as well, but just it's just. Um, Paul also thought DJ cons- Augustine was the best point guard in the league for a bit. So I mean, he was. Lo- there's a thing, JT, that happens when a, player, DJ these days? when a player leaves the Orlando Magic. Um, <laughs> they all of a sudden um, learn how to play basketball, and it, there's, there's a real trend there of people leaving the Orlando oh, Magic man. and just thriving. When should we look DJ, at some recent examples? Wait, but when did DJ end up with the Rockets? That's gutting. He should be chasing a ring this year. I thought he was with on the, the Orlando Magic next year when they're going for a ring. DJ's baby. chasing the, minimum, the veterans minimum every year, I think, Paul. <laughs> the this last is... good Magic highlight I saw is when they, um, you know how the Celtics, a few teams have these novelty guys who are just like comedy players because they're like eight foot tall. And I mean, garbage time, the Celtics subbed on um, their, their comedy player whose name is Taco Fall. And he came on and did the slowest move of all time and destroyed Mo Bamba for, um, uh, <laughs> for a, a, a meme highlight. And I was like, that's pure magic right there. Mo, um, Mo is going to explode. Back. Watch next year. Mo is going to explode. Speaking of um, novelty players, the Blazers have a player on their bench who's Damian Lillard's cousin, and his name is Calgin Belvins. <laughs> <laughs> no. Surely you're not saying that right. Belvins. Oh, look it up. Calgin. K-E-L-J-I-N, Calgin, Belvins, B-E-B-L-E-V-I-N-S. Are you alleging it's an Antetokounmpo situation? It's his cousin, yeah, it's exactly Calgin. like that. Calgin Blevins, surely it's Blevins. Belvins, Calgin Cal- Belvins. I'm going to weigh on this. The L comes before the E, Calgin Blevins. <laughs> That's no better. That's like worse. Calgin Belvins. It's Blevins. Calgin Blevins. It's still bad. It's a standard name. I mean, he's never going to be an (laughs) all-star. The name like that. Take it back. I think he could be. Calgin Blevins. (laughs) Here comes Calgin. It's kind of rural Drura um, vibes. (laughs) (laughs) We'd we'd like to welcome our new player, Calgin Blevins. (laughs) How many... um, How How many um, uh, brothers does um, Antetokounmpo have on the team? Um, Yeah, he's only got Thanos. Only one, disappointing. Another player plays for another brother plays for the Lakers. Eh? It's quite yeah, funny. Yeah. But um, speaking of uh, sending in a guy to try and like they sent in him the other day to try and get um, Blake Griffin like suspended. I think. Yeah. Like it was like nothing time, and then he went in and like um, 
and like drew a few offensive fouls on Blake Griffin and got him real angry to the point where he got a tech, I think. You even mentioning Blake Griffin made me angry. How can Giannis not score one-on-one against broken down, um, over the hill, Blake Griffin, who wasn't even good, even in his pro- athletic prime, wasn't a good defender. The it fact is that very crazy. It's eh? crazy. And like, it's just embarrassment to that. He won. He was back-to-back MVP. That's it's looking that, bad like, now. Did Hakeem Olajuwon win back-to-back MVPs? Like, it's just outrageous. Every year, the Bucks. The, the year they did it to the, the Raptors beat them, I was like, that's funny because I support the Raptors. The next year, I was like, this is kind of sad. Now, third year in a row, I'm like, this is just like... They're going to turn it around. They're going to win two <sighs> back I was rooting for them. I was rooting for them. I really no, I'm was. I'm rooting for them Harden's hard well. injured. They've only got two players. I mean, KD is amazing to that. But again, triple team KD and let the other efforts try and beat you. Yeah, but again, to Paul's point, the, the Nets just did this, like, the Nets just did the obvious thing, right? Just everyone else can shoot threes. Just yeah. make everyone else shoot threes and then it's game over. But let's see them shoot threes. Let's see a 30-point game from Joe Harris. Let's see. I think he would Kyrie see that. is famously sh- shaky. Like, put all the weight on Kyrie and let's see him self-destruct like he did with the Celtics, you know? Like, that's why they're throwing a bottle at him because he's flaky as shit. And you know what so, I was saying? Well, I was thinking about the other day, which was the, one of the coolest things ever, when the Jazz were playing the Rockets and they started defending James Harden by standing on the wrong side of him. <laughs> Man, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love that. It almost so, worked. It, it, you know, it like did work. But they it lost genuine, the series. No, they, they, they did lose. But, but yeah. it like, it did change the vibe. Um, it was awesome. I love God, what, I love that. Um, guys, what was that cool stat I gave you about KD? I want to really chime in on that now. Oh, Damn, KD. Oh, it's like he, he was being really well marked. Ninety percent of his ninety percent of his shots are with hand in his face, but he's shooting like sixty something percent. Oh uh, yeah, ninety percent of Kevin Durant's threes as players have been contested. That's the highest among all players, and he's shooting fifty percent. So that's like if you've got a guy, yeah, I'm sure you could double, maybe double him, but that's the definition of unguardable, right? Mm. Yeah, it, he's, it's he's just so tall that even if you're marking him, he just jump, he just he just why shoots the, it. Why do the commentators still pretend that he's six foot ten? I thought we'd stop doing that like years ago. Well, how tall is he? Seven foot. You're saying he's seven foot. Easy. He did a tip. He did a jump ball with Lopez, and the commentators were like, "Oh, this is a bit of a miss." You know, uh, KD's coming in at a cool six ten, and uh, Lopez is seven foot one, and KD's like standing above his hair. His headline is clearly above <laughs> Lopez's. KD has got to be probably the greatest offensive player of all time, and it's just kind of a shame the Wait, way he's effed up his own. What do you say, Paul? Well, isn't that just what um, JT said earlier today? Oh, this, yeah, I didn't want to say. I wasn't going to out him, Paul. I was not going to out Guy oh, on but the, that's uh, not, the that's podcast. Not, that's not JT's hot take. If you well. want a JT's hot take, I'm not going to repeat <laughs> that that white guy for the Heat is the greatest shooter you know, of all time. You know who the Bucks need? Who? Because you just need – what you need is a tall guy who's great at defense. Jonathan Isaac <laughs> is actually three centimeters taller than Kevin Durant. He's available. They Giannis haven't got a tall guy who's great. Well. Yeah, Giannis. Yeah. But does, oh, Giannis, gonna... does Giannis mark him? Sometimes. Yes. He got he, destroyed. He, he gets absolutely destroyed but by the, him. The thing about KD yeah, well. is he's also an incredibly good dribbler and he can blow by anyone to dunk it as well. I start, he's insane. I'm getting annoyed by how often it seems like the the guy renowned for defense isn't marking the other teams. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. watching the sixes and it seems like so often Ben Simmons is just standing in the corner on defense defending some three-point shooter. Yeah. And it's like, surely, 
like obviously they've got like other defensive specialists that like they got Fibule um, out there. But like Ben Simmons, your whole thing is meant to be like okay, you can't shoot, you can't you can't really score points. Um, yeah, you meant to be like that's your main thing. But he, um, to be I thought he did. Player. I thought he, like Trey Young yeah, had maybe. a lesser game, and I thought yeah, he, he okay. blocked one of his threes. Yeah, he did. He did. He yeah, but doesn't he, he just do? Hey, but but Ben like I, now I'm the biggest Ben Simmons hater on the planet, so I see everything <laughs> against him. <laughs> but I've been very torn about whether he's a good defender. Well, he's obviously a good defender, but whether he's elite or not. But my feeling, he's almost like he's the he's like the slap the court guy. Like he 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 usually takes the big defensive positions. Yeah. So the guy that make hi- highlights, but it's Thibault that does all the hard work on the perimeter, like ninety five percent of the game. Yeah. Well, you brought me. I back love to- Thibault, man. Same. I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce. So his good name, looking. So good looking, charismatic. Um, I love that he can only really play defense. I think. Do you reckon Just, there's a club, Paul, like there's a secret society? So say you go in the NBA and you're like Thibault and you like hit a few threes, you're the man on defense, and then at like midnight one night you get a knock on the door and it's um, Robert Covington, he's like, come with me, and he takes you down to some sort of like <laughs> cave in the woods and it's just like the three and D club. Yeah. And you've got to swear an oath to only be good at those two things your whole life, your whole career. Yeah, man. Those are, those are my favorite guys in that club. Definitely. Can I um, bring another thing that's firing me up? Um, I just I'm, I'm rewinding a little bit here, but um, first round, Jamarant, like the Utah Jazz are the hot favourites. Jamarant is an exciting young player who we're all excited to see. It's crazy that his family. I just can't root for Utah. They're a lovable team. Donovan Mitchell is such a great player to watch. What a show he put on today! But that crowd and like their constant every year racism scandals. Are something that I just can't believe. Anyone else been shocked by that? I didn't really. I kind of missed that story. But. Okay, okay. So, so Jar Morant's family was um, uh, uh, in the. These are good seats as well. And I was talking to a friend who's a person of color, and he was like, "Yeah, those are the racist people, like the rich people down in the lower bowl." And he's there, and the, you know, obviously his sons have got him, got him good seats and stuff like that down near the court. And um, his his mum and his sister and his dad. Were um were yelling uh, support for him and stuff like that, and um uh they yelled racial insults at his mum, um sh- sh- like sexual insults, calling her a b word and stuff like that. And one of the comments apparently said by fans was someone said, "I'll put I'll put a nickel in your back and watch you dance, boy." Like this is insane. This is like movie villain level insanity from the Utah fans. This happens every year. And it's just like insane that it's still going. I've never hit anyone or been in a fight in my life. But if I was that dad and stuff like that, I'd be punching people. Like it's cr- it's crazy that this exists. I just can't believe it, and I just can't believe that Utah doesn't face more punishments. Like they're not ha- they don't have to play get in soccer. If you yell racial insults at the players, you have to play games behind closed doors without fans. And like, how come Utah, who get into a tussle with Russell Westbrook every year, don't have to face the same same consequences? You know, it's crazy. I agree. I I, th- I thought the same guy. Like, why don't they should if that happens the, and the, a player alleges it or their family, then the whole they should be banned from taking gate like selling tickets for two games. It's it's just so crazy. Like, it, 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 I just couldn't even believe what the insults I was reading as well. Like, these are not things like like classic. When I think of racism, I think of like calling them thugs or something like that. This is like leveled shit where it's like old school. Like, yeah, it's so interesting. It was like 
It's like something out of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like it was, yeah, it's bizarre. The Jazz are like a quite a fucked up organization, though. Even like today, all the Karl Malone stuff. Like, sure, Karl Malone's yeah. a, le- a legend of your club, but yeah. you don't need to have the commentators go on and on about how he's like so likable. He's a fucking creep. He's a well-known like he's rapist, the worst. right? Yeah, Didn't a statutory he- rapist. Yeah, who then denied the existence of his of his twin children, even yeah. though these twin twin children then went on elected Div Div one and then NFL. <laughs> athletes and to he his, was just like yeah oh, to his credit I to, no, 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 no 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 i'm saying okay this is bad this is, a, this is one of my worst cat takes but if you're going to abandon your children you can't jump back in when they become successful ncaa no, players but they wanted him they were oh, like that's sad so they, people were that's interviewing so him and this guy who was like the the kid the son was like oh yeah i've wanted to be i've wanted him in my life but he basically told me i'm 18 what's he going to teach me Fucking hell. Yeah. The only cool. reason so that, they tried to make it to the NBA was so they might meet him in a game. In, <laughs> in the um, NBA. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's so grim. Um, in, in the Jazz organization's defense, they did. Um, they helped out Ja Morant's family and like put them up in hotels and gave them good tickets to the next game. Uh, okay, if you've just been abused racially at a game, come the back? last thing you want is like more tickets to the same <laughs> shit show. But like, um, still, that's like, it's like... That's like it's when Guy... Every um, year from the Jazz. Yeah, oh, oh, tell no. the story. The pizza. Oh, yeah. Once, once Guy ordered a pizza from Hell's Pizza for, for, for us to eat, me and him. Yeah. And um, it arrived... <laughs> And I've just never seen a pizza look worse. Like basically all the, so it was the pandemonium for those of you who know Hell's Pizza. It's a chicken, cranberry and brie uh, pizza. Delicious. Basically all the toppings had slipped off and were balled up on the side of the um, the box. box. And then there was just a blank um, pizza base. And it was and funny. I posted, was funny. I, I, was like, I was like, it's bad because I was looking yes. forward to the pizza, but funny because I was going to get yeah. a lot of likes on this Instagram post. Yes. And 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 ultimately, we didn't really care because you could just scrape the cheese back on and it tastes the same. But um, Guy did take a photo and just put it and just with the caption, I think it was nailed it. And, um, <laughs> and didn't say like where it was from or anything. And then the owner of that Hell's Pizza messaged him really quickly. And Which was is like, unprofessional because my number is supposed to be confidential. Like, you can't just what, send me messages. You? He just texts me, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shocking. So he texted Guy <laughs> with the number he had sourced um, from the order and was like, hey, um, I'd love if you could take that down. Really sorry about the, the pizza looking like that. But... Um, just, I know you didn't say where it was from, but you know, you, people can tell from the toppings that it's a hell pizza. Um, I'd love if you could take that down. And guy was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I of felt course. bad. I felt bad. Of course, I'll take it down. Took, it, deleted it, and then to say thank you, the guy sent a voucher for one pizza. <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty, which is voucher. which is the bare minimum. Like you should yeah. get that when your pizza looks like that, that anyway. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You get that anyway. Okay, then, like a week later, like the next weekend, we re- we renew the voucher and order the same pizza. No joke, it shows up and possibly looks worse. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, please, you got to do it again. You got to post again. You got to like post a cycle. Yeah. And um, but guy didn't. But, but it, was, yeah. and then, it was very and funny. Did the guy text back and be like, look? <laughs> My name's Junior Carl Malone. Okay, oh, Junior Malone. I only started this pizza business. <laughs> <laughs> to 
can meet my dad. Oh, fuck, it's sad. Hey, um, the burger company Carl's Jr. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, just going back to the um, players for a second. But, uh, you guys, I've been savouring. I don't want to get to the Suns because I want to savour that. But I just want to talk a little, just one more. I want to ask you a question. You guys have both played more basketball than I have. Not a lot, if, though. I like how we're experts, but yeah, continue. If, well, I, th- I would say you're an expert compared to me on on played amount of basketball played. Yeah, it's, yeah. but anyway, yeah, continue. Um, so here's a question that's just a pure armchair critic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do, do I have a beautiful mid-range game? Yes. Have I, <laughs> have I coached a game? No. <laughs> but if I was to coach and I was playing, my, so let's say my team was the Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. and I was playing the Brooklyn Nets, mm. is it a good idea to go some sort of 2-3 zone and well, just no, give them against- a three-pointer? <laughs> So oh, 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 I get it. I get it. You're doing a why joke. Why does yeah, like, do it? Yeah, it's insane, eh? It's is he an idiot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. It seems like every year he's like just gets absolutely found out in the playoffs. Like he seems to nail it in the regular season, you know, finishes the one seed. And then... Um, Paul, you've got to talk near the microphone. Sorry, the cat, this cat I'm babysitting has started attacking all my positions. But um, <laughs> yeah, Budenholzer, he just he gets found out in the playoff series because... Like teams watch tape and they're like, oh, um, but it's not even found out by like, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't take any effort to find no, them out. No, no, and that, in that situation, they just are shooting open threes. Um, it, why does he look so like he looks like so, like, sort of like a happy idiot the whole time? He's like, he should ugly, be concerned, yeah. but he, and he's got that weird American, um, Alex Jones. No, I don't want to body shame, I shouldn't nah, say that. Body shame, he's got that red. You Alex can't Jones. walk around with that body. And he's not expect that, a little bit of shame. He's got that Alex Jones barrel chest where his nipples are real far to each side. Why is he wearing men Wait. have had a, 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 an item of clothing designed for us that anyone looks good in? It's called a suit. I don't know how it works, but anyone can put it on. You look slimmer. You look better. It works for everyone. You can choose colors that suit you. The NBA COVID, the worst effect of COVID, I'm going to say it right now. It's not the millions of people who died. It's the NBA coaches stopped wearing suits and started wearing weird long sleeve purple zip up running shirts. I don't think the it's the lack of suits. It's just the it's not the lack of suits. It's the adoption of the skin tight polo. The skin tight. Why is it skin? T- get so a bit of get Doc a, Rivers. Get a hoodie. Is, Doc Rivers' condition has gone rapidly downhill. He looks shocking, <laughs> but he hides it by wearing a little hoodie. He looks yeah. It's genius. That's genius. But um, I I my big question was. Because I watched the first round and the Bucks were just beating the shit out of the heat and it was they were having a big party and doing a little dance and they made all these funny memes which are going to backfire on them badly when they get swept by the the nets. But they, um, I, I was saying, why does no one like the Bucks? They're from a small weird town with quite a proud history, like the Bucks. You know, is where um, uh, uh, Kareem started his career as Lou An- Ankladador or whatever his name was. Sorry, I can't pronounce that last name. Um, and uh, it, it's it's a it's a cool basketball town, kind of. Again, another racist town, I guess. But um, it's they've built their team the right way with like these crazy draft picks and crazy trades and stuff. They got Drew Holiday, one of the most likable players in the NBA, and then you see them in the playoffs, and you immediately go, "Oh, that's why they're just they're just not smart." I don't, I don't. It's just hard to say, but they just choke every goddamn year. It's, it's I, I will more. say it is weird how. I don't really like. I should love them so much. Yeah, and it's weird that I don't. Um, yeah, yeah. Giannis, yeah. like a likable, weird European star. 
Like everything about them should should be in the right direction. And I, I'm still rooting for them. And I still like it, man. If they get game three, anything's possible. But um, to to be getting hammered by the Nets that don't even have Harden um, is pretty crazy. Pretty pretty crazy. I I think I think they'll bounce back. I I hope they do. Man, I thought I I have one real confession here. Um, I was still like someone that was believing the hype that if you can't a, a if you can't defend, you won't win a championship. Yeah. But the Nets are so good. Like, I just yeah. don't see how well, they could. Mm. I, if they were playing the Hawks a series, they'd be averaging half, 150 points a game. <laughs> the um, the, the they're defending okay though. Like KD is a promising defender. They got a couple of dudes out there. Joe Harris is scrappy white guy. You know, like. But, but again, if you coach Bud, just dump it. In. If you're going to play Lopez 40 minutes a game, mm. just give him a, the ball in the post. It's crazy. But then you've got no space for Giannis to dr- drive in and lose the ball and throw it into the air. Just, like that. I, that's what he's got to do. A real coach would basically be like, bench Giannis. Or just play but, Giannis, and, play Giannis <laughs> in like the Ben Simmons dunker spot. He can't yeah. shoot. Get him out of but there. Also, but also, like, there's got to be a way to use Giannis. But I don't know. Why don't you set some back screens and try and throw him yeah, a lob? Put him, like he, the, the way to yeah. use him is put him in the dunker spot where they hide DiVincenzo. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's tragic to watch. But um, that was another weird thing about this playoffs, everyone being injured. Like, it's just crazy. If you look at um, AD, Jamal Murray, J- Joel Embiid, I thought he was out, but he's, he's come back. Harden's looking bad. Jalen Brown, like, it's been a bad season. CP3 was injured. LeBron James was injured. Like, it's How is crazy. Chris Paul playing? His, his yeah. shoulder was the craziest bruising I've ever seen. Yeah, it but, is. Yeah, he's not. That's not okay. But then that game, first game of this with the Nugget series, some of the most vintage basketball. Can we talk about? This? Okay, you guys ready to eat crow? Uh, okay, time Are to eat ready? crow. Uh, it's, it's time to. There's a new segment. It's called Crow Corner, <laughs> and I want to see feathers coming out of both your mouths okay. about Devin Booker. Okay, he is ascendant. What did we say? You guys have been Booker bashers no, for the whole time I've been doing been. this podcast. I, I, I admit that I have been. I hate Booker, and I can, will continue to hate him. Forever. I'd like to say that I hated that he wouldn't choose the Suns on 2K. <laughs> no, that was a good move. That was, I, I liked him more for that. That was nah. funny. It's funny. Yeah, you, Paul, see, you hated I him see. for non-basketball reasons. No, nah, Paul hated I, him for basketball reasons, too. Don't shimmy out of no, this. You've already shimmied out no, of no, cause, cause you put in the chat. You put in the chat, so I actually screenshot. A um, comment I wrote about Booker. What? How long ago, though? Three years ago. Oh, really? Wow. Well, you went back three years. Are you I, I actually I haven't done that many comments. Release the shot. Okay. Who is the the um, thread was by Jerry Perry three years ago? Who is going to be the best player of the league Wait, five years Jerry from Perry? now? Who's Jerry Perry? Oh well, some user online on the forums. Oh, is this is this, is this the NBA Reddit? Uh, well, yeah, I wasn't going to say which forum. Okay. But um, they said, who is going to be the best player of the league five years from now? And this was my comment three years ago. Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo, Phoenix's Devin Booker, Utah's Donovan Mitchell, Orlando's Trey Young, Sacramento's <laughs> DeAndre Ayton. Wow. So obviously it was before the Trey Young, DeAndre Ayton yeah, um, wow. draft. But I thought Trey would fall to Orlando, and I thought DeAndre Ayton wouldn't go first, but would go third. Wow, not Kings. far off. Ayton's up. Ayton's also no, Paul, right up there. Paul's hated, like Paul, he can't get out no. of this. You've hated him as well. No, but I still I, I also, like him. I, I, just, I still, what do I still do? don't he rate him that Lakers. It's not no, Lakers. but also he's like the fourth best player on the Suns, let's be real. 
No, no, no. He's he's not the fourth best player. He's the first or second best player. Um, I, I love disagree. the prompt pause happening, happening with his cat. It's hilarious. In Paul's screen, he's just constantly in a fight do with a. Do you guys? Cat. I truly believe the Suns could go all the way. Yeah, I do. I this do. Is, this is this year's heat. Okay, last year JT got bigger on the heat, and then um, Paul got on there too, and the heat somehow matched the final. I can't believe the um, NBA. And then now the Suns are going to do that again. I can't believe uh, JT's comment earlier about not liking guys whose like main thing is that they're super competitive. When I would say that's definitely like Chris Paul is like the main guy I think of for that. Yeah, but Chris Paul's more like so. I'm not competitive. Where so let's put it this way: I would never do anything that's gonna just to benefit the team. That's gonna disproportionately disbenefit my earnings, right? So I don't really care about the team that much. But I'm I. What I like about Chris Paul is if we're playing a board this game. Is, this is, I can would I say cheat. what JT? What you're saying here is insane. You're saying if you were in the NBA, you wouldn't care about the team. You just care about your career earnings. That's no, to a doing. degree, I would just. But I mean, a championship isn't worth that much to me. I don't really. A team would trade me in an instant if I wasn't good. Um, you got to be out for yourself, number one. But but and what I like about Chris Paul is he plays every game like I play board games. I will cheat unless you. It's on you to catch me. I am going to cheat, and that's what I respect I'm about. I'm glad it. I don't play board games with you for a start. Second of all, these. This is insane. If you're an NBA player and you're an athlete, you wouldn't. You, I, I understand you want to get paid, but like winning a championship, like becoming a legend who's known for years to come, is is like like Bill Russell didn't earn great money so, in his career because of the year he's born in. But like, what, what would you rather? To, what would you honestly rather? A champion, a chance at a championship, not even guaranteed. Yeah. Right? So let's say Joel Embiid has Andrew Bynum, fucks his knee, and plays maybe one more year and never plays again, right? Yeah. He's potentially cost himself $150 million. Are yeah. you honestly telling me you'd rather a championship than $150 million? Because it does not come close to me. That's a tricky. That's a tricky scenario, but I'll tell you this. I would rather be Bill Russell, who had career earnings of probably a million dollars, um, probably good for his time, but like nothing compared to them being like, who's a guy who earned heaps of money but didn't do anything? Anton Walker. My, you know? my theory is always I'd like, rather if be you've that. got $10 million, it's like... You've made it. Yeah, it's like, what do you need the other millions for? Just buy a house on the beach and be happy. Yeah. I mean, invest, we all, invest one of the millions and then... One day, Paul, you'll get on the hedonic treadmill and you always want more. But JT, I, I like your honesty, JT, because I mean, maybe secretly would all be like that. But like, what, I um, would I would take the chance to be a legend and poor rather than be a, a millionaire and a nobody. Here's an know? interesting, like, if you could have one NBA career, like, that was your own. Yeah. Whose career would you take? Give us the options. No, you can choose. Or Michael Jordan. Yeah, for me, Michael Jordan. <laughs> The shoe JT, brand, is three Space for Michael Jam. Jordan. Sure. I was really giving it some thought. I was trying to go more realistic. No, no. Okay, so you can't take Michael Jordan. Okay, um, well, LeBron James. You can't take... I wouldn't shoe want brand. LeBron. I know, because you hate LeBron. LeBron. I was actually going to go John LeBron. Stockton. Even like, even like, I think John Stockton's perfect. He's No one recognizes him. He's got, rec- he's got records that the Jazz will never get broken. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's a great career. Yeah. Um, right. What about Dirk? We win one championship as well. But Dirk sort of, but Dirk's sort of an idiot, isn't he? Like, doesn't he? Get, didn't he get duped by some scammer? Oh no, he, he yeah, he did get scammed. So did Tim Duncan. But um, 
That doesn't mean they're an idiot. It just means he's a financial idiot. But he's he's, he's no. Like, he got scammed by like he got like catfished, but in real life. Dirk did. Yeah, the, well, it's, it's, he's a victim. Don't victimize him. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I shouldn't. Sorry, Dirk. But also, like, I reckon like that bit doesn't have to transfer over if you take their career. You don't have to get catfished. No, I reckon you have to take their personal life. You're, nah, you're nah, like, nah, nah, nah. You're like someone picks um, bloody uh, Ray Allen. You're like, didn't Ray Allen crash his car in 2016? You don't have to take the crash car bit. You yeah. can just mm. take the um, like if you're taking Chris Bosch, you can you can skip the like blood clot. If Jamal Crawford Actually, got no. one more contract, I would have taken his career. No, um, the career. Well, you, you, you'd aim bigger though. I'd take um, Magic Johnson. Whoa! <laughs> oh yeah, the AIDS. No, not except for the AIDS. I didn't mean to say the AIDS, but like he, he's fine from AIDS. For me, yeah, but he had multiple years cut short though. But like, what a career he had! Like, what a career! And he's in Los Angeles showtime. Um, for me, Adam Morrison, be a yeah. giant of the college game. Go Just to the NBA, <laughs> get, get to Hollywood, and um, no, win a chip, and then get out, and then go back to school, become a, like an assistant or something on the team. Isn't he one of those weird like survivalists? Possibly. Um, so I think he. So all that's going through my decision making here is what record do I think is the hardest to break? If we're not allowed to say, if we're not allowed to do, be like Wilt or. I guess you didn't rule out Magic Johnson, but I think Jamal Crawford's multiple 50-point games and six-man of the year awards are going to be hard to break. Oh, well, what? what? Jamal okay. Crawford's got the most 50 points for different teams. Six-man of the be year crazy is, hard is to one break. of the shittest awards. Um, but it's now, the record. Yeah, but also, like, having, playing for lots of teams... Is it's not great. Yeah, but playing for multiple teams and scoring 50 points for multiple teams but has is it, a crazy hard record. Yeah, but like... Yeah, it's hard, but I still don't know if it's good. Yeah, this is It's definitely good. Is scoring 50 points good or bad? <laughs> so imagine good. doing it lots of times in different well, places. Actually, I, I mean, I don't know how good it... Like, Paul, imagine yeah. being in Chicago and scoring 50 points and then going to Los Angeles and scoring 50 points and then going to Utah... And scoring fifty points, and each of those places you get different and, after party, different friends, different I, house. I'd like to see, um, like the winning record of when he scores fifty points. I guarantee you, they were all wins. I will Jay-Z, you're, a hundred, you're an insane person. Hundred dollars on the line that they're all wins. <laughs> okay, next next episode. Do I have to put anything on the bet? Yeah, you have to. That's the same wager. Wait, for and both you're of saying us. you're saying a hundred. You're saying um, I will put a hundred dollars. Uh, okay, should we? I will. Wait, put how many? How many times has he done it? I believe four. Okay, that's not as many as I thought. Are you yeah, buying and, yourself and time record, to look up the record, results? <laughs> also, the way people score, like guys like Mitch, I am. <laughs> Mitchell and Luca are scoring like fifty points in the goddamn playoffs. Like the way same people, team though. Boring. Fifty point games mean nothing now. Like it's like scoring records and stuff. I'm sick at like. Didn't they just say Donovan Mitchell already has more playoff um, scoring records than rapist Carl Malone? And Carl uh, Malone is probably one of the greatest offensive players of all time. But like, just because of the different eras, Mitchell like scoring forty points now is like he almost has to do. He has to score forty points every every game for them to beat the Clippers. Probably, um, you know, like it's just like it's just what they do now is score 40, 50 points. Um, I reckon KD probably could score 50 every game if he went for it, but instead, like, there's this weird thing with, like, him and, I don't know, Clay Thompson had a quote about this week, where players care so much about, it's awesome, they care about efficiency, 
But um, I kind of want to see Katie go out there and just try and score 70 every game. I don't like how he's like just like constantly looking at his shooting splits, you know? So I was wondering that the other day about if – do you think like there's any players out like, in the league right now that are like, fuck, I could have a crack at – not Wilt, obviously, but Kobe's. Like Devin Booker must think he could have a shot at it. Definitely. Oh, heaps of players could. I, I think Katie – like at the pace they play at now, I would be shocked if someone doesn't score – um, 80 points in the next, you know. I, I, okay, I guess it is an insane amount and you've got a gun harder than everyone's gunned. But haven't Clay and Steph, like, hit 60 and then, like, subbed out in the fourth quarter? Like, I'm sure some people have put up some pretty crazy numbers and then just pulled their... You've got to... The, the only thing that sets Kobe apart is that, like, A, his team was so shit that they, even though he scored 80 points, he still had to play the game and B, um, you know, he just has that mentality of, like, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to be the hero kind of thing. I want to. I feel like I've often um, shouted out the website Tankathon, and recently I've kind of found myself more and more going to this website that I'd like to shout out called StatMuse. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's been on it, but basically you can search anything, and it'll come up with this weird cartoon drawing of the player. But anyway, I have I've looked up. Um, I just searched Jamal Crawford fifty point games winning percentage. And I should have taken the bet. He won. He won three out of the four <laughs> games, seventy-five percent. But um, what's what is impressive is so here's his stats over the four games where he scored fifty plus, and his plus-minus plus forty-nine. Nice, pretty not bad. Pretty bloody good. <laughs> um, um, before we go, um, Paul, you love hating on LeBron. We've got to talk about the way that LeBron went out because I get it. He was injured, and I get it. AD was gone, and I get it. A lot of his wait. How was LeBron teammates, injured? Uh, he had his ankle. His ankle. Uh, I, I think his ankle was injured the whole time. He wasn't High moving sprain. great. He wasn't moving like he should be. But that's the point. Is is that like he didn't just go out like you know with some like slightly average games. He went out like pouting. He was walking off the court early. Mm. He Love was it. not running back on defense. He Westbrooked it. He was not running forward it's on offense. Westbrook. I couldn't believe it. For a guy who has such a, a polished public image generally, I, he just seemed like a, an absolute dick. Okay, bag, let, me, eh? let me paint you a picture. Let me paint you a picture. You've gone away on holiday to some sort of weekend away, right? You don't, really have, you don't really have any mates there that you like. And actually, get- everyone some sort of location because I'm I'm okay. flipping between a tropical so, holiday and like uh, a now ski resort. Now you're over in Waiheke. <laughs> oh, let's okay. Say, okay. Let's say you guys are going on a writer's workshop in Waiheke, okay? Okay. You, and you're writing some like skits or whatever it is you guys do. <laughs> so then, and you're over there and you've got, everyone sucks. You ha- Like they're really honestly awful people. Yeah. And all of them suck at skit writing except one other guy. And you're like, man, all these people suck, but at least there's one other good skit writer. Yeah. I can make the most of this. Yeah. And you, and by the way, you are the best skit writer of all time. Yeah. You do not need to write any more skits. You are yeah. the best. We're the yeah. Michael like Jordan still, of skit writing. No, you're better than Michael <laughs> Jordan. You're like the one level up of Michael <laughs> <laughs> skit writing. But anyway, let's not, anyway, whatever. Yeah, fine. And so then you're like, man, I want to keep writing skits because there's these weird people on the internet that still say I'm not as good at skit writing as this guy that I'm way better at. <laughs> But so I'm going to keep writing skits. That's my only purpose, even though I don't really need to. Yeah. So you're away on this retreat, and then the one other good skit writing guy, who's got an awful personality as well, he sucks, but he is good at writing skits. Not as good as you, but he's like, oh, I'm sick. And this guy's always sick as well. Every year he does this. Is this before he, in, in the skit writing process? Is this before we've 
cracked open the one can of Pepsi and shared it around or after? <laughs> nah, you do that after you write the great skit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you've, you, the Pepsi is there. It's Can we the buy fridge. a multi-pack of Pepsi or is it just no, one? No, it's one, one Pepsi. No, no. Again, again, Have you never written you, a skit, mate? Yeah, you're revealing yourself as not knowing anything about business or skits. So, right, so, which is shocking given your our line of profession, actually. You should probably brush up on both those. So anyway, so you're at this retreat. The second guy's like, oh, I'm sick. I can't write skits. You look around the room. And you see Kyle Kuzma, the Kyle <laughs> Kuzma of skit writing, the Andre Drummond of skit writing. Who is Andre that, Drummond? Yeah, exactly. He's there. They think they are good at skit writing and they're not. And they're honestly the worst people. What would your attitude be? My I ad- would leave. Wahiki. My attitude would be I'm a leader and you've got to lead by example. And like he just... And but you also, know you're not cameras, writing a skit. If there you was know cam- you're not coming out of it with a skit. If there was cameras filming me writing the skit... I'd be aware of how I looked, and then when I got into the changing room, I would slap them in the face. But don't do it like a baby on TV. Like this is, and apparently he's got a long history of doing this. I didn't realize it because I always think of lot LeBron is so together. Like I'm amazed at for a guy who's had a camera in his face for so long. I'm amazed at how perfect his career's been. And um, yeah, it just seemed like just like really weird behavior from him. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Ah, uh, strong disagree. Loved it. It's my sister does that when we play board games. Second, she realizes she's not going to win. She she ups and leaves, and um, also LeBron's teammates West, weren't that West, bad. Like Westbrook, I mean, Kuzma's shame. Yeah, last yeah. last season they were too good. So um, I think he's. I think it's his injury. Like, I'm not defending the the the. I agree with you, guy, but I think he his injury was worse than disclosed. It was. It bad, was the same yeah. with Westbrook, where the commentators were trying. To, they were like, they were like, he's he's injured or he's sick. Or he's going through some personal stuff, but something's not right. And it's like, well, it sounds like you can't say all three things. Like, you either know or you're just taking stabs in the dark. Old Westbrook. That's a can of worms for another day, right? Um, JT, you loved us. You loved the finish of Westbrook. You think Shit, you so good. Playoffs, baby. <laughs> Congratulations to him. Um, I reckon that's probably everything. I think we've covered – we've been away for two months – but we've somehow Wait, managed we, to. We didn't. So we're still technically in magic mayhem because we didn't leave it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> who are guys picking for the next magic head coaching job? It's the, what everyone's talking about. I think they might give Patrick Ewing a go. Wow. Okay. Uh, magic legend. He played for them for a Yes. Like a and he was in the um, front office. Nothing, so yeah. Nothing sad. I think he's coming you- home. Patrick yeah, Ewing wow. wearing a, a sparkly magic uniform. Penny Hardaway was asked about it, but he said he was happy in his um, college. He said he'd rather coach job. a shitty college team than coach um, the Atlanta Magic. That's that's bad. No, he, he didn't say that. I'm currently working on a magic rebrand on Photoshop. That's what you're always working on. That's your life. Yes, but I, I've started a new one. A new one. Okay. Well, congrats, man. Yeah. Um, JT, you got any final comments or anything you missed? My only final comments. Uh, I was. Uh, I wish I'd taken more notes during Paul's thing about Reddit because I've been trying to track his down his username for ages, uh, and he's given away a lot of clues in this podcast. Yes, you have to go back <laughs> and listen to it. Um, until That's next it. time, um, I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. I always do it. Always will do it. JT Williams. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, Thirdly, you lost that case. <laughs> you can't legally no, say that. Yeah, sorry, Muirhead, Nay, Nay Williams. Thank you all um, so much for listening. We love you. <laughs> We're sorry we've been away for so long. And uh, catch you on the flip side. Yeah.